Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm Lisa Carpenter, Master Life Coach to driven, ambitious humans who want more out of life without having to sacrifice themselves to achieve it. I'll share how it's possible to slow down, take better care of yourself, find more peace and ease, create sustainable energy, stop procrastination and overwhelm, and fall in love with your life, your business, and your body. This podcast is for you if you're ready to learn what it takes to thrive as a high performer, do less, but achieve more, make you and your well-being a top priority, and create your extraordinary life. I'm so glad you're here. Well, hey, hey, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast, or maybe you're checking us out on our YouTube channel now. Regardless of where you are tuning in, thank you so much for being here. It is such an honor to come to you every week with my pearls of wisdom for you to pick up and run with, hopefully to make your life better. If you are a driven, ambitious, A-type personality uh, who struggles to really keep, you know, you feel like you're the duck where above water, it looks like everything's fine, but underneath the water, your feet are like going at the speed of light. This is most of my clients and for a good portion of my life, this was me as well. So today I'm going to carry on with this series that I've been doing around how to manage your energy. So we've talked about some misconceptions about energy management. Uh, we've talked about mistakes people make when trying to protect their energy. We have talked about how like protecting your energy and managing your energy can really transform your life. And today I wanted to really talk about what's possible for you in the future, because if you're anything like me, when I first started this work, it felt overwhelming. And so I'm going to share some stories because you might be new in tuning in to listening to me. So I want to give you a little bit of background on where this journey started for me, why I'm so passionate about this work and why I'm so grateful for what it has transformed in my own personal life. So it will be 12 years this coming week. If you're tuning in, it's uh, March, so March 26th today. So it's this coming week that... 12 years ago, my husband came home from a two-month stint in a rehab facility. My life dramatically changed the day that I realized that he was in way over his head um, with a multitude of addictions. And of course, at that time, I didn't know anything about addiction. I didn't know anything about codependency. I just knew that life was going to be different. I had a six month old baby. I had two older boys and all of a sudden off he went to rehab and I didn't know what was going to change in my life. Now I took that as crazy as it might seem, but as an opportunity, an opportunity for me to grow because I knew that there was a reason that I was in this relationship with him. Now, if I'm being totally honest, it first came about with me really wanting to do anything that I could to save the relationship. I loved him. I wanted him to be well. I wanted us to be together. So I was like, I am going to conquer this addiction thing. I'm going to understand everything about it. And I'm going to be part of the solution in helping him in saving him. And I pretty much got my ass handed to me 
not very long after that, I would take weekly trips down for group meetings to learn about my own addictions to codependency, which are really process addictions. So behavior addictions, um, you know, we can even get into like scrolling social media, shopping, all of those things, but anything beyond substance addiction ends up being a process addiction. And so many of my clients get caught in process addictions. Now, addiction is kind of a theme that runs throughout my business. And if you look at your family history, if you're struggling with always chasing achievements, wanting to be in control, uh, constantly busy, because that in itself is an addiction, an addiction to being busy, because many of my clients feel very calm or sorry, feel very chaotic when it's calm, right? Because their nervous system has learned from a young age to be on guard. And if you look at your family history, you may find somewhere in your family, there is addiction and where there's addiction, there's going to be codependency because again, codependency behaviors are to mitigate what's going on with the relationship with the addict. And then it just gets passed on from generation to generation to generation. So when I undertook this, like, I am going to fix myself, I am going to heal from my codependency. I want to break that generational lineage. I want to heal myself and I want to heal how I show up for my family, which in turn will help heal them. And they'll show up as different people in their lives. So of course, this whole journey changed everything about how I show up in the world. But first it took me to my knees. It truly, truly took me to my knees when I realized that all these things, all these circumstances that I was getting caught up in, all these crazy thoughts and emotions um, were my doing. And they were parts of me that were desperately trying to protect me innocently enough, but they had been born out of a dis being in a dysfunctional family. Now, my parents aren't addicts at all, but I do have a history of addiction within the family tree. So, you know, my grandfather, I believe was a high functioning alcoholic, which meant my dad had to learn how to cope being in that relationship with him. So you see how it just gets passed on and passed on and passed on. And then of course, as kids, we don't have filters. We're taking the world in through these innocent young eyes. And we can't determine if if that's like, is that true? We just take it in as truth without ever questioning it. And from a young age, we all are looking to our right and our left to make sure that we feel safe, to make sure that we belong, and to make sure that we are feeling loved. So love, safety, and belonging are the pillars that we create our entire reality on. Are those things threatened? So this is why so many of the women that I work with get into being overly busy, overly controlling. Uh, oftentimes they are, you know, seeking the validation and approval, but it doesn't matter what they do. They never feel good enough. Although on the surface, they would never admit to themselves or to anybody else that they weren't feeling good enough. So when they hear the word codependency, they think, well, that's not me. I'm not needy right? Because so often we think of codependency as being needy people. And the type of client that I work with, they're so far from needy. They are so independent to a fault, to a fault. So they are the ones who are willing to give, 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 but struggle to ask for help and receive. They are the ones that if 
you know, if the, the house is on fire or the ship is going down, they will make sure everybody is on the life raft. These are the type of, of people that I work with. And these are still forms of codependency. So none of my clients like to feel weak or needy or vulnerable. In fact, all of them really struggle with their relationship around vulnerability. They see it as courage in other people, but when it comes to themselves, they see it as a weakness. They don't want people to see that they're struggling because their whole identity has built has been built on being the strong one, the one who has it together. These are women and men who have built unbelievable careers, who've achieved so much in their life. But at the same time, when you ask them what they've achieved, they downplay everything. They minimize everything that's going on in their lives. So just to toss this out for what is possible for you in the future. So for me personally, I went from somebody who I, I thought I had great self-esteem only to get that punch in the gut and realize that I actually didn't like myself very much. And my life and the circumstances of my life showed me that from unhealthy relationships um, with other humans, right? Men, my money, um, my kids, I was yelling all the time. I was trying to control everything in my life. And I literally thought that I could control everything. I was living with constant anxiety without even realizing I was constantly anxious. And as I began to do this work around managing my energy and learning how to feel my emotions and get in touch with what was going on for me, I started to recognize just how much anxiety I had. There was this feeling of there's always something that needs to be doing. And if you've been in business for any amount of time, whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, I'm sure you'll agree that the to-do list is never done. I've never reached the bottom of my to-do list and I can always find more things to put on it. So I had to calm that feeling of anxiety, that, that part of me that wanted to believe that there was more to do to calm it down and say, we're good. Like we're covered. Everything that we needed to get done has gotten done. So there's so much available. So I want to kind of go through a list. I made some points of some things that are possible for you when you start doing this work and understanding that when you change the physical relationship with yourself, the emotional relationship you're having with yourself, and then the relationship that you're having with your environment, which is other people, places, and things. When you step into taking full responsibility and you understand that life is happening for you, not to you, so much will change. So, you know, even though this happened with my husband 12 years ago, we are in it again to a certain degree. Life is lifing me, as I've been honest about in previous episodes. And I have been reflecting a lot on the work that I've done and how much I have changed over the years. What I know about being able to set powerful boundaries now. And that doesn't mean throwing up a brick wall, slapping on the armor and being cold hearted. That's not what it means. It means saying like, I know how to set boundaries that say, I get to matter. I matter in my life. And you get to learn how to set boundaries that allow you to matter in your life. So it's not that you don't love other people. It's that you learn how to love yourself more. That's what's possible from doing this work. It's about prioritizing yourself, putting yourself first, understanding what you want and what you need. Do you know how many men and women come to me who are so unclear about what it is they want and need? And these are basic 
basics understandings of what do you need to thrive? What do you need to feel good in your life? What do you need to feel good in your body, in your home, in your environment? So your physical wellness and well-being will increase. When you are stressed out and strung out all the time and you're busy doing all the things for everybody and trying to control all the moving pieces, your physical body takes a tremendous hit. When your body is constantly pumping out cortisol and adrenaline and all your stress hormones, you might feel like you're fine. You might feel like you're fine, but your body is working hard to stay in a place of homeostasis. Now, I have always been physically active. I've always prided myself as being someone who took impeccable care of myself, except when it came to, you know, sleep. I was always pushing the limits. I was always training like extra hard in the gym. And, you know, when my hubby came home from rehab and kind of the the temperature dropped a little bit, so to speak, the emotional temperature dropped, he was doing his work. I was doing my work. That's actually when my body hit the brakes hard and I went into massive burnout so badly that I couldn't even roll over in bed without getting dizzy from um, my cortisol levels being so out of whack, which impacted all my hormones. I couldn't train the way I used to train. I had to slow everything down. And I remember crying because my identity was so tied up in doing and being that person and being the woman who was strong and resilient and I could do anything. I mean, I literally remember like breast pump, like I was using a breast pump in my standard transmission car going from appointment to appointment because I still needed to feed the baby when I got back. Like these were the things I prided myself on. Like I'm going to figure out a way to get it done. So slowing down was incredibly challenging for me. But if you don't take care of your well-being, your body will make sure that it gets taken care of. So there's a saying that you can either make time for wellness or you will be forced to make time for illness. And that was definitely the case for me. The, you know, universal two by four came out and I was really forced to slow down and really look at the identity, how much of the things that I believed about myself, the value that I put on myself were tied up in all my doing, okay? So your physical wellness and your well-being increases when you start looking at where you're spending all your time and your energy, what thoughts and beliefs are driving you. You're also going to have more to give. So everybody I work with, one most of the people that I work with, I would say one of their high values is generosity. I work with kind, loving, caring people. This is why they're over-functioners, right? They want to support everybody else because they feel like they can. And that's what helps them feel valuable in this world. When you're managing your energy better, when you are emotionally and physically taking care of yourself, you actually have more to give to people. And you're doing it not from a place of feeling like you should or feeling resentful, but you're doing it because you genuinely want to. You're making intentional decisions about where you spend your time and where you spend your energy. The flip side of that is you also understand the value of receiving. Now, as I've been going through this challenging time in my own life, I am so grateful for the people that I'm surrounded with in my inner circle and the work that I've done that has allowed me to be okay with asking for help, allowing people to support me and receiving all of that love and care and attention, not because I'm needy, 
right? You can need something and not be needy. We all need other people. So to be able to receive is such a gift to yourself because if you're the one always giving and you're never receiving, what you're actually doing is judging those who receive. If you're not willing to receive yourself, you are judging those other people that you are giving to, okay? So energy flows both ways. So learning how to also receive from yourself and from others. So receiving the gift of saying, Lisa, we need to be compassionate with ourselves today. We need to slow down. We need to have a nap or we need to go for a walk, whatever it may be, but learning how to receive, okay? You're also not going to get stuck in overwhelm or overthinking because all of my clients on the other side of spending time with me and doing this work, they learn how to access deep levels of self-trust. They know that overwhelm is nothing more than a lack of priorities, and they've learned how to prioritize. They've learned how to prioritize the things that are most important to them, and that's where they start. So it doesn't mean they never feel overwhelmed, but they're able to quickly pull themselves back to center and go back to that place of deep trust. They don't get into overthinking because, again, overthinking is a lack of self-trust. You will also feel so much more rested and grounded. So it doesn't matter what is going on in my life. doesn't matter what is going on in my life. I make rest a priority. Always. Hands down, it is the number one success strategy for energy management. Most of us do not get enough sleep. So to feel rested and grounded, I will tell you, you will navigate everything so much better because a tired brain, not helpful. On the days that I'm tired, I have so much more, it takes so much more energy to navigate the negative self-talk, the stories that want to come out, the doubt that might want to come out. So the more rested you are, the more able you are <clears throat> to navigate everything that's going on in your life. And feeling grounded is that place of feeling like centered and at home, knowing who you are. Not who you think you should be for everybody else, but who you are. You know yourself better. You'll have increased focus and productivity because you're not spreading yourself so thin. So again, when we get into overwhelm, our productivity goes down. So to have increased focus and productivity, to know what's important for you and to know what needs to get done so that you can move the, the needle forward in your life or your business. Then we have a sense of calm and well-being which who doesn't want to have more calm and well-being in their life? So to go from this like duck with your feet paddling quickly under the water to actually allowing calm, peace, and ease into your world. And it is a process. I am not going to lie to you. You don't go from being busy and doing all the things and placing all your value there to being calm and grounded overnight, but you will get there and it will change how you think and feel about yourself. Okay. So, so much available to you as we go down the road. So let's talk about your relationships. You're no longer living in resentment, fear, anger, frustration, because you know how to communicate how you're feeling. You know what you need to be responsible for and what you need to let go of because it's not yours to handle. Okay, so there's less yelling. So think about this when it comes to your kids. How often do you find yourself in battles with them because you're trying to control their behavior and yelling at them to get stuff done, 
or to follow directions, whatever it may be. And parenting is one of the, the hardest jobs on the planet. But to be able to communicate with your kids from a grounded place instead of a yelly place, because you're trying to just, you know, yelling is often um, you just vomiting your emotions, trying to move your emotions out because you don't know how to deal with your own feelings of maybe inadequacy or frustration. There's so many things that come up for people around um, their kids. But this also goes in our partnerships, better communication with our partners. When you're managing your energy, you are able to come to the table and communicate what is actually going on for you. And that's powerful. You'll have more confidence. Okay, when we are scattered, it's really hard to feel confident when you're um, constantly chasing achievements, but ne never allowing yourself to feel proud. It's hard to feel confident when you're taking care of your physical well-being so you can go into your closet and put on clothes that make you feel amazing. That impacts your confidence. So your physical relationship, your emotional relationship with yourself, your environmental relationship with yourself all impact your levels of confidence and your levels of confidence will determine the things, the opportunities that you're able to step into and create for yourself. So most of my clients are doing big things in the world and they want to continue to do big things in the world. I want to continue to do big things in the world, right? I have big audacious goals, but I know that that level of confidence is needed in order for me to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish in the world. Okay. This is so important. You'll have time to do the things that matter to you because again, you will have learned how to prioritize yourself. So even with everything that's going on in life, I know exactly what I need to feel better. So on the days that I'm not feeling great, I know what I need to prioritize so I can just feel a little bit better. So it's not trying to bypass what's going on for me emotionally. We don't do any bypassing, at least in my work. It's being able to get present to what it is you're feeling, but then also know what it is that I need to feel better. And there's always the time, right? So it's never a lack of time. It's always a lack of priorities, so when you know what is a priority in your life, including you, there will always be time because we learn how to let go of the things, delete the things or delegate the things that are not priorities in our life. Okay. The other thing that most people will also experience is almost like a purge. The things that need to fall away in your life will start to fall away. And your circumstances around you will start to change as your energy changes. So you will start to really step into what it means for life to be happening for you instead of to you. So even when the crappy things happen, even when the worst things happen, you will be able to move through it feeling grounded and confident and sane and knowing exactly what you want and need and allowing the things that are no longer required in your life to fall away without feeling like you have to fight to hold on to things. So there's much more allowing that becomes available. We break free of behaviors like control. We break free of things like people pleasing, wanting everybody to like you. You'll break free of worrying about what other people might be thinking about you, which by the way, is none of your business. You'll let go of control. You'll learn to allow and trust. 
will achieve things because you want to achieve things, not because you're trying to find that sense of self or the validation that you are enough. You'll know that you are enough, regardless of what you achieve or accomplish in this life. You'll learn how to feel proud of yourself. And that is a great place to work from. So these are just a few things available when you step into learning how to manage your energy. Who wouldn't want to be in a body that they feel good about? And it's not about the shape or size. It's the things we love and we value, we take care of. It's feeling at home in your body. It's feeling at home with your emotions and no longer allowing them to just run the show like kids that have had too much candy. So it's knowing how to feel your emotions and let them go. It's learning how to not get trapped in your emotions. And we're trapped in our emotions when we're trapped in those behaviors like control and people pleasing, because that's just our way of trying to avoid feeling what we don't want to feel. You know, yelling at my kids was a way for me to try and avoid feeling the inadequacies that I had as a mother. And then your environmental relationship, like look around at your home, look around at the people in your life. Are they Filling your bucket? Or are they draining your bucket? Is the mess around you draining your bucket or filling your bucket? Are the clothes in your closet giving you life? Or do you walk in there feeling crappy because half of them don't fit or they're outdated? There's holes in your underwear. Like look at these things because when these no longer exist in your life, life changes. How you feel changes. Your frequency, what you're putting out into the world changes and that changes everything around you, you start to attract completely different things. And I am living proof of what is possible because I went from this girl who was trapped in codependency, drowning in debt with what I thought was good health, but was poor health to now in a life where I'm thriving, even when shit hits the fan. Okay. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you in seeing what's possible. It's not smoke and mirrors. It is going to take work. We don't just snap our fingers and transform overnight. I know there's many things out there that will tell you that it can happen that quickly, but it doesn't happen that way because we have to first come to the awareness of the things that are keeping us trapped. Then we have to move into a place of accepting those things about us. Like it took me to my knees when I had to accept all these behaviors that I was getting trapped in. I thought they were who I was. It was like breathing. And then I had to learn how to take action on new ways of being, new behaviors, so that I could embody a whole new identity. So not chucking away my old identity, but like figuring out who I was underneath all the bullshit. When the bullshit was gone, I started to discover who I really was. And I was able to really build my life and my business from that place. And I'm able to make decisions from that place and decisions from what I really value, not what I think I should value. So that is what I've got for you today. I know this was a longer than normal episode, although I reserve the right to make them as long or as short as I feel called to. Whatever needs to come through is going to come through. Um, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening. If you haven't yet left a rating or review, please make sure you do that. It helps other people just like you find this work. And I might be the voice that they that somebody needs to hear in this world. I mean, that's that's why I'm here. 
If you are interested in learning more about how to manage your energy so that you can create a life that feels good for you, relationships that feel good for you, with your body, with your emotions, with your environment, make sure you get on the wait list for my energy audit program that is going to be launching soon. You can find that at lisacarpenter.ca forward slash energy. I look forward to sharing more about that in coming episodes, but for now, take care. Remember, it is your responsibility to prioritize yourself. Only you can really love you at the level that you need to be loved at. It all starts when you come back home to yourself. So thank you for joining me and I will catch you on the next episode. Now I've got something for you. If you're sick of feeling overwhelmed, overworked and exhausted, I want you to take a moment to think about this. If you're like most women, you're busy. You're always busy and busy probably doesn't even begin to cover it. You're exhausted and overwhelmed and just need a few minutes to yourself, but there's never enough time. Is there? I understand that you've got a lot of responsibilities and they take up most of your time. But what if I told you that it didn't have to be this way? What if I told you that with just a few simple changes, you could make room for everything that matters most to you? What if I told you that there was a way to get more out of your life without taking on any new responsibilities, stressing about timelines, or feeling guilty about spending time doing what you want instead of what everyone else needs from you? If you struggle to make time for yourself and the things that matter to you because you lack the time and energy, then you may or may not have realized that if nothing changes, nothing changes. And that's part of the problem and exactly why you're going to want to discover the energy audit. In this program, I'm going to be showing you how you can get more done in less time and spending plenty of time doing what matters most, which is taking care of and prioritizing yourself. So if you can imagine, try to imagine feeling peaceful, happy, and in control of your own life, the energy audit is going to show you how we have opened up the wait list. So drop your name on it. And as soon as we start registration, you will be the first to know, just head over to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash energy. And we will see you in the program soon.